Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This is our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Today, we present episode 296, Day Mondains, Controversial Fetlebrity. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. On the line with us from lovely Las Vegas is Damon Danes. How are you, man? Lovely Las Vegas. I'm doing great. How about you, Woody? I'm doing good. You know, I have heard about you for years, and this is the first time we've talked. Well, yeah. You know, I looked at the podcast, uh, you guys, you know, nearly 300 episodes. You said five years you've been doing this. Somehow you've avoided getting shut down, but now, you know, you have Damon Danes on. Is that it? Oh, no. man, they're going <laughs> to slam the door on us now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whole, whole new tidal wave coming at you. But yeah, thanks. It's really, it's really great to be talking to you. And I've really enjoyed a lot of the episodes that you got. You've, you've had some of my favorite people on. Well, fantastic. We want to uh, kind of dig into what makes you tick a little bit. You are famous for the uh, famous. company you keep. That famous? Yeah. <laughs> You're that famous? Yes. By the company you keep, mm. which, which is mm-hmm. four rather uh, lovely ladies. They're your poly family, right? Yeah. I mean, technically it's six. W- one of them doesn't live here. Um, she's close by in, in California, but um, yeah, I'm very blessed and privileged to have these women in my life and i've met them all through the community the only one that i haven't met through the community i've been with 20 years so yeah so most everybody met through the community so um yeah it's been a terrific um, experience the last few years i actually got started in fetish and, and bdsm kind of on a fluke one night and i was always kind of a rough kind of a sex you know like kind of like rough hard sex and stuff and i was on another site in a woman had responded to my profile way out of my league like way out of my league hey i'd like to meet you it's like well i'm going for a steak tonight why don't you meet me for a steak we wind up in a hotel room yep it's going it's going doing my thing and all of a sudden she says hit me and i'm like yeah okay yeah turn around i'm gonna hit you you know go to spank her on the ass she's like no fuck hit me come on hit me and i'm like well what, 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 you know, I'm just, my, my brain is shutting down, you know, hit you. What, you know, we're in a hotel. I'm not getting arrested. What is going on? You know, I don't know you hit me, you know, come on, punch me, punch me. And I'm like, I'm not going to punch you. Like, are you crazy? Okay. I get off of her and my brain is just, you know, adrenaline and everything else. And she starts crying and she's like, I just really need this. And I, I had a very, uh, kind of a dom- dominant boyfriend and we used to do this and we've broken up and I can't find anybody that will do this for me. And I saw you and I'm like, so you, you, you thought I was like an abuse, you know, like a wife beater or something. She's like, well, but you got that rough, rugged look. And I just, I thought you'd do this for me, you know? And I'm like, we kind of discussed this before. I mean, wow. Um, and you know, I, I couldn't get back into it after that. We called it and I said, you know, I'd like to meet you another night. I'd, I'd like to discuss this actually. I don't, I don't know what this is, you know, but I, you know, I can't punch you in the face. Sorry. You know, 
And that opened in a whole inquiry. Why would there be a woman out there that wanted this kind of stuff that's beyond anything I can understand? My male programming, my American programming, this is, you know, you don't hurt a woman like that. I mean, a little bit rough here and there, but you don't, what she's asking for, I don't know if I could ever get my head to understand to be able to do that with her, for her. Started a whole path and here we are, you know, nearly 20 years later, so. And I've been able to attract um, a lot of beautiful women in my life, like I say, on Fat Life. Um, I, I love the online thing. Uh, of course, it's <laughs> it, it's a maze to be navigated, but um, you can find great people on there. And and many of my closest friends I've met off of, of Fat Life. So, yeah, I would say uh, certainly Fat Life is kind of the meeting point for the community. There is a broad spectrum of community here. You have a rather specific lifestyle that you live and what you guys do. And the reason Mm -hmm. I'm saying this is I'm looking at your picture page and there is, well, first off, there's the one of you sitting on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. The one of you sitting on the (laughs) bed with the crown is, is very interesting. And behind you is four asses. Yeah. (laughs) And so there's a humor aspect to this that uh, I love. You're laying it out. It's a little tongue in cheek. There's different characters you're playing. The, the guy, what do you have? An eye patch on that and the the leather coat. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's and you know, you start you you keyed on something there with humor. And when I first came on the site, I did not want to be like anybody else. I've got some kind of principles that I, I apply in my professional life, and one of them is never be boring. You know, if somebody else is digging, you zag. You know, be different. And I, I saw a lot of you know selfies, everything selfies, and I just wasn't going to be one of these guys just posting fifty-seven selfies. And you know, you need a couple, so you know, throw up a couple of selfies. But I wanted all my pictures to be session photos, like hardcore. You know, roll videotape and then take a screenshot kind of a thing. So. Whenever I first came on, I was kind of known for that extreme play because it was all I was showing was session photos and some of them, you know, rather challenging, even for people in the community to understand what was going on there um, and and process that in a healthy way. I had someone contact me that uh, seemed very respectful person. um, And he said, hey, you ever thought about taking a picture of yourself in a suit, dude? You know, you, you've got more going on than you're showing. Can you, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about, you know, just maybe get out of the basement for a minute and show us a little bit more about your life? And so I was like, you know, that's a good challenge. Yeah, let me let me see what I can make work like that. And then it led to doing some what I'll call concept photos, too. So there's there's some everyday life photos on there. There's some photos on there that are concept photos. And usually I like to have fun with those, like the one you're mentioning, where I'm I'm trying to show something, sometimes in a humorous way. But it's not a candid. This is not a real shot. It's it's us being creative, playing on something. Yeah, they're beautifully staged and they're beautifully shot. I can tell everybody's can. having fun here. We laugh our asses off. I'll come up with a few ideas. You know, it'll have to be one of those days where all the girls are either off work, out of school, or whatever. We've got you know six or eight hours to hang out. We turn it into a party, and I don't spend you know. 25 minutes getting the lights just right and all that you know there's a lot of moving parts if you're the one taking the picture and you're with four or five girls and you know it's like i'll fix it later if i don't get the exposure right i don't get get it quite right but you know i mean but i want to have fun you know what i'm trying to do i I don't fancy myself a a photographer necessarily i'm i want to create a moment 
and I want to capture a moment. And even in the concept photos, I want us to capture a moment of us being together and being creative and the energy of it is harmonious. And, and we're really, we're laughing uh, the whole time and, and playing off each other because with humor and with these kind of conceptual artistic photos, the root of that is creativity. And for me, there's no activity that's more rooted in uh, connection and, and intimacy and a bond than being creative together on something, you know, just think about a couple, you know, writing a song or painting a painting or, you know, anything creative. Well, it's your art form. Yeah, it's an art form and we're getting time together and we're using it creatively. Um, it's different than just sitting there watching TV, you know, saying, Hey, what if I do this? Oh my God, that's so great. Go with that. Yeah. Cause the idea is this. And I was thinking, you know, the point I want to make is this and we're, but we're creating it together as a group. The photo you asked about the, the eye patch was one where it's kind of a commentary or a con it, it has me, I'm kind of dressed up like games of Thrones a little bit, you know? Um, but there's a famous quote about, uh, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is King. And it's, was kind of a commentary on a lot of the crazy stuff we have going on in the community and in the, I don't mean just the fat life community. I mean like society today. Um, there don't seem to, to be a lot of clear visioned people and uh, the, maybe the guy that has half a clue, maybe he's the one, yeah. you know, he, maybe he's there to the throne one day because he's got just half a clue on it. I yeah. love the metaphor that that is fantastic. I am going to spread that one around. The bottom line here is that you have these loving women. Every scene that you have de depicted here is all consensual. Well, every now and then they force me, but yeah, oh, on their point, yeah. yeah. They, they, they get you to yeah, come yeah, around. See, yeah. see what I did there? See what I did? Yeah, <laughs> yes. You know, I'm outnumbered, Woody. I'm, out, I'm outnumbered. Just sometimes I have to say, okay. Oh, God, it's um, a tough life, but yeah, somebody no, every, has to do it. That's what I'm saying. Someone's got to live the dream, right? <laughs> we all live together. Um, and even the one that's not located here, um, she comes in, you know, 10 days a month kind of a thing, a week, 10 days a month. So we, you know, stay very, very close. I don't do a lot of one night stand kind of stuff or pick up play or public play. Um, my life is very rich. I, somehow I've been able to attract the right kinds of, of not only friends, but then partners and everything in the community and yeah it's definitely all consensual i mean the amount of how well we know each other but even if i was just meeting someone i don't really want to do too much with someone in a casual way i it, it doesn't turn me on it, it doesn't speak to me what speaks to me is intimacy and if i feel like you know this is a one night stand kind of thing or something it's not going to be able to get so deep and so i really like long-term relationships i like the MS style of, of relationship, you know, I started out just kind of uh, DS and MS is just that much deeper for me. Nothing, nothing wrong with DS. I, I'm not the kind of guy to preach on anybody. I, I don't have a prescription for people. This is just what, what really has worked for me. I love the depth of MS. It is so rich. And if you're someone really drawn to intimacy, fetish play, BDSM, these styles of relationship structures. I mean, allow you to go so deep together. It's inspires me. It's never ending inspiration. So it's all good and fun. And from what I can see here in the pictures, I, I really see where you're going, but some people have not seen it as clearly as I am right now and have called you out. Mm. Yeah. 
I feel like, and I'm not a whiner, I'm not a complainer. I mean, you know, we look at what's going on in the culture today and what's going on in the community on, on FetLife and it's kind of rampant, you know, accusa- random accus- accusations like accuse first, a- ask questions later, you know, publicly attack somebody in a post and then you have not spoken to them. You don't know anyone that knows them. You've had no personal experience with them whatsoever, but you're literally publicly calling them a criminal. Um, it's almost like people are capable of anything nowadays. The more visible of a male you are, I feel like you just, you get to sign on to knowing that you don't get to act shocked that people are going to do that. They don't waste their time with people that are not somewhat uh, popular or have some kind of a following that doesn't interest them. They, they want the big, you know, the big name, the big face, the big, whatever, the, the community leader or the thing, you know? that they can kind of take as a prize. And I don't mean to speak negatively. A lot of these people have the best of intentions. There is a need for something they're saying, just their way of going about it. I just don't know if that's sustainable. I just think eventually this will fall on its face. It it cannot be sustained in this kind of hate and intolerance and arguing for diversity without uh, restricting diversity. Um, Trying to be trying to preach tolerance while being completely intolerant and confirmation bias is something we talk about. I I have a degree in psychology and and confirmation bias is a constant thing. You, I feel you need to check yourself on. Am I only looking to reinforce what I already think? And someone might go to a profile like mine and not be well steeped in fetish, not really understand the dynamics of it. They see one picture and they're ready to write a post only looking, you know, through their confirmation bias that I'm Hitler. (laughs) Um, and I don't dignify this stuff with a response. I, I have a very disciplined way that I go about it. And when people attack me, it's usually very, very good for me. So I don't want to stifle them. Yeah. When they try to do stuff in real life, it's been a pain in the ass, but at the same time, I'm visible because I want to be able to inspire people. If, if people like me weren't sharing anymore, which a lot of the big visible men have kind of drifted away. And, and I don't mean to say just men, it's just, yeah, uh, more often than, than not, maybe it's, it's a lot of the men that have drifted, uh, the, the most experienced practitioners, the extreme players, the ones that were sharing really, really rich stuff. When I first came on, uh, to felt life, uh, four or five years ago, and I just sign in and I'd be like, oh my God, how cool is this guy? Look at what he's doing there. You know, a lot of these guys have just drifted into the background. They, they can't be bothered. And I don't blame them because it's not like they can't get partners. You know, whenever I first came on the scene, I spoke to a, a very well-known player on there, a, a dominant, and uh, he had a poly family. And one day we were talking and he said, you know, um, there's really only like six or seven real doms and they've got a line around the block. And you know, endless amounts of people wanting to play with them. And it doesn't really matter if they're being attacked or not. A lot of them are going to, uh, you know, find out for themselves. Is this really a good guy or a bad guy? I don't really have a prescription, like I say, for people, how they should presence themselves in the community or how they should play. I just steer clear of that. You might notice most of the stuff I post on my profile is either funny humor or it's poetry. You won't see me saying, here's my six recommendations for La La. I just, well, first off, that conversation is going nowhere on FET today. I just, you're familiar with uh, Jack Dorsey of Twitter. 
I mean, he's working on a project right now over there that's very interesting where they're trying to create algorithms in a, in a response team to rate the toxicity of a conversation. I think that'd be super interesting for fat life. I mean, the toxicity of some of these conversations and just the collection of the cloud of them is overwhelming some days. And I have to be able to log in. So, you know, without wanting to slash my wrists and, and being negative, I mean, I want to be able to log in and see positive people doing positive things and inspiring things. It's getting harder. Uh, the block button is your friend. In this toxicity, sometimes it gets real. And you were uh, flying mm -hmm. back with your girls from a conference and something went horribly wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's actually a number of stories in, in our personal lives of how people that don't know what they're seeing, but they're so convinced they're, you know, they're just geniuses and, and they're, they know exactly that you're either a sex trafficker or you're a rapist or you're an, you're an abuser. And here again, I don't whine. A lot of this works in my favor because people, that people can make up their own minds. Not everybody is, you know, marching to the step of this drum. So they'll look and then they'll see. And so I wind up making some of my, my best friends out of people that heard that I was the worst person in the world off of a post. But when it crosses over in our personal lives, it, it has been surreal um, and, and challenging. Yes, we were coming back from a conference in, in North Carolina and uh, making a connection there. And the minute we got off of this plane and, and walked through the door of the terminal, there was no less than 30 cops there. Um, three of them grabbed me, two on each girl, the other one, the other ones were managing traffic. It was rush hour in the airport. I mean, it looked like some kind of drug bust out of a movie. And there was other ones. They had the pilots there and the, the stewardesses and all apparently what happened, they would not tell me everything, but they, they grabbed me, pulled me, separated us. I mean, I could barely see a couple of the girls. I mean, hundred yards away, they pulled everybody. And they interviewed us all separately. They wanted to know, um, you know, is this guy sex trafficking you and what's going on? And, you know, I had the most hostile ones there, you know, in my face, you know, what's going on? What, we know, we know. It's like, you know what? I mean, what are you, what are you talking? What are you doing, man? Um, and, well, you know, why don't you just, you know, come clean with, hey, man, come on. We know we've gotten report. And what do you mean, you know, I. That, and that's that's just like the rest of a lot of this negative stuff on FetLife. They know everything, that they have no facts on anything. And it's like, I don't even know what this is about. What are you talking about? And it came out that they thought we were sex trafficking. I guess somebody had either phoned in some tip and I don't know what, or somebody in the terminal saw, I, I don't, we we're coming back from a big conference. And my bag, ironically, is loaded with the most crazy sex toys and, and you know, everything that, we, that I'd either taken or we'd gotten there. So I'm like, gosh, I hope they don't crack my bag. I mean, if they don't understand what's going on now and they think this is sex trafficking, wait until they see bull whips and, you know, chains and, and uh, yeah, everything else going on in there. So, um, but, it, you know, they kept us there for about 45 minutes. Um, they wouldn't let any of us talk to each other. You know, apparently the, they were very much leading the girls in their inquisition, you know, like, don't you want to go somewhere safe? We've got somewhere safe for you and you don't have to worry about this and he can't talk to you ever again. And he won't. And they're like, what do you get out of my face? Get away from me. You're keeping me from my, my, my people, my family. After finally, you know, they all got together and had a conference and the cops came back over and they apologized. And uh, it's like, wow, okay, can we still make our connection? I mean, what's going on? And, you know, there's been cops come to the house, welfare checks and all of that. I mean, we have some pretty rabid people that are just convinced that they're onto something. And it, it does blow my mind what, what people come up with. But here again, confirmation bias. 
a lot of them do have the best of intentions. They just don't know what the hell they're doing and they're using these techniques. I mean, you could just call and ask. I mean, I've, I've even thought at times like about having, you know, somebody that has respect in the community come out to the house and make up your own mind. I'll even pay for your plane ticket. Talk to the girls, hang out, sit at our table, stay over. But just what's it going to take? But see, that's where you start to play the game because you're like, well, I'm going to answer to this. No, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter even if you, you know, I'm sorry if people were offended. Don't even say that. I mean, you cannot play the game from what I've seen. And I'm not going to dignify any of this kind of stuff with, with a response. I have no time for that. Then the the extra thing there too was it does play on my benefit. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind being seen as the bad guy, please. I know how attractive the bad guy is to a lot of people and I, I want to connect with people. So please run with that. You just don't get to run with it on my profile. You've got to write the post on yours. Waste your time on your profile talking about it. So it's kind of worked out. I mean, I'd love to give some people some advice, you know, um, being, being, being a visible male in the scene today you better be expecting this. Do not think you're immune. Do not think it has something to do with, oh, well, I'm not like those other guys. Those guys are the abusers. Yeah, okay. It's going to come around. <laughs> the more visible you are, the more visible, the more possible you are to being misinterpreted and, and slandered. So I don't want to be glib either. I'm not a negative person. When you talk about visible, you know, you have uh, high-profile people like Epstein that, that – really cracked this thing of sex trafficking open. You hate to be thrown into a group of people like him, according to some other people. You know, it's bullshit. You you don't you do nothing like him, but everything is glommed together in, in the kind of the front page news. Yeah. And I almost wonder if it matters who you are or what you do. They, they want to make you into what they want to make you. So it's fact free because often I've, I've tried to track it back and say, well, what am I doing? You know, and am I going to censor myself this way because people aren't experienced enough in kink to know what they're looking at? They want to throw me into this other kind of a group or a circle uh, of, you know, what, what looks like actual predators, <laughs> but a book by its cover here again. I mean, am I doing something on my cover? And it's like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the slightest little, th even our talk today, I mean, somehow something I say today, you know, could be easily twisted and run with and, and taken completely out of context. So be it. That, that's what they do all day long. And I'm not trying to come off negative. You know, it's a great subject. I don't talk about it very often. I go about my life. I've got a very full life. And uh, I'd, I'd hate to fill it up with negativity on this stuff, but I can't ignore it. It comes right to your door. And, you know, I'm not alone in this. I mean, I haven't had any, any major, you know, I'm not, I haven't done anything to be brought up on charges or anything like that, but it's like, you know, things could be worse. So I don't want to, um, I, I don't want to come off like a whiner. I'm just saying this is the reality though. You know, if you're visible to some degree, they're coming after you eventually. If you are guilty or something, then of course, you should be dealt with. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, please go right ahead. But but in the yeah. in in your case, and there are others. Uh, we had a cast with Brutal Master here not long ago. Uh, he does some pretty intense stuff too, and we talked about Kinky Abbey, and you go back to uh, Insects. In I, insects, yeah. I N S E X. Yeah. yeah, they had some of you know the most brutal scenes that I I had seen back in the earlier days when I was coming into the 
the scene. And we had Rain DeGray on the show, and she was one of the major models. And they, they had her in that uh, tank buried in the ground, filled with water with a grate over it, and just her nose was sticking up through it. You know, that's pretty intense stuff. Well, one of the funny things is, I mean, since... <laughs> Rain can't, for whatever reason, stand me. A friend has written several posts about how I'm running a cult, and and um, even that is interesting to me. How can someone that would understand extreme play and dynamics be so confused? I, to take it with with everybody else, I mean, you you have no idea what somebody wants to see in something from where they're coming from, and then um, be triggered by it for whatever. I mean, I know she had a history of some abuse and it had to do with uh, cults. So now everything's a cult that has a dynamic that at all appears to her like that, even though she has no, you know, and I'm not knocking rain. This isn't about rain, but it, it, that would be an interesting example. She's publicly attacked us multiple times to which I just, I'm clueless. I, I don't know what, <laughs> where, where that comes from. But I accept it. Let's put it this way. I live a great life. I get a lot of advantages from being visible on there. I can take any of this stuff. That's all just fine. I don't want to say I welcome it because I wish it were a positive community. I wish it were where people were obsessed about other things than these kind of, uh, some people call them witch hunts. It's a loaded term, but yeah, it feels that way a lot of the time. No, it wasn't just like this just a little while ago. You know, this is new. I mean, I've only really been active in my felt life the last four years or so. And it wasn't, wasn't like this then. I mean, people would call people out, you know, on something just outrageous, but, you know, and, and we're probably wrong about it or some, to some degree of the time we're wrong about it. Let's look at outrageous for a second. Mm -hmm. People look at your pictures and they call it outrageous. Well, uh, I can see staged opportunity, yeah. you know, moments in time where a, a photo is made and there's no videos on your site. There, there isn't, there isn't, there's kind of reasons for all of that. Maybe I can just speak to the part you've gotten, you've gotten to so far, which is on, on my pictures, I originally started, I mean, whenever I first came to FetLife, I looked around and, um, I am market, I am in marketing professionally. So I'm used to seeing things from a marketing perspective and surveying the field and seeing what people are doing and what's working. You know, I believe most people come to FET looking for something. Okay. In particular, and they wind up a lot of times obsessed with something else but and if i had to load that sentence i would say most people come to fet life looking for a connection that they're not currently enjoying some kind of deeper experience some kind of deeper connection we can call it love uh for, for many people but they're looking for something deeper and they've they've had an impulse or they've identified fetish as something with some kind of potency that might deliver that and i'd say in most cases they're right i love fetish i love the all of this that we're talking bdsm all of it because it's just so potent i mean vanilla starts to look pretty bland not that vanilla's anything wrong because i'm a commitment guy so i'm not anti you know commitment but it's so potent and they start playing around with it. Now, some people don't know really where to go with it. So they get distracted by other things. When you're looking at the concept photos, you know, they are designed, created for a message. Yes. Some of them are very tongue in cheek and you're going down yes. that road to have um, a, a number of women at your kneeling in very various different positions some people, you know, why are you such an asshole? Uh, you know, why should they be kneeling to you? Well, first off, it is an MS relationship you're in. 
Absolutely. If people don't like the idea of MS, then they're going to have to take that up yes. w- with uh, X many thousand other people that practice uh, MS. Right. You, you're you're yeah, not alone in this MS one. Or poly. Oh, yeah. No. MS no. poly, you know. Uh, I mean, I try to show, uh, at least I think, I mean, my intention is to show how beautiful um, MS is. It just not even poly, just MS, just straight up, that intimacy, that trust how how deep that relationship is to be that beautiful in that way and um i try to um not only show that in the in the candid shots their session shots or the concept shots and then polly i mean how beautiful polly is and um you know i love my girls more than anything my life is filled with beauty every day i i want to share that in a way that people are inspired by I, i'm never trying to be like oh look at look at me oh boy look at me you should just be me um i i don't write posts that are preachy or anything like that i either write poetry or humor but you know in in terms of the picture usually i i try to create a picture that is over the top in some way showing ms or over the top showing poly or over the top making fun of me you know making me look like the butt of the joke and I, those are some of my favorite pictures. The ones were like, okay, we're going to take pictures of you guys in the hoods, you know, like the handmaid's tale, right? We're going to roll that out, but then we're going to flip it and I'm going to be in the damn hood and you guys are going to be kicking my ass, you know? And we laugh and we have fun. And it's just, that's one of my favorite things. And, and I feel like people need to lighten up. <laughs> people need to laugh a little bit, laugh at yourself a little bit. It's so liberating. I feel like, most of the people that follow me, that does buy me a little leeway because they know that I'm not taking this that seriously. He'll, he'll make himself out to be the, the jerk or the asshole. So a lot of the concept ones were, I'm just over the top, like a, look like a egomaniac or something. So you have the, the demon head on in the handmaid's uh, picture. Uh, yeah. And, and so, yeah, you, yeah. you know, the fact is I know people that love the handmaid's tale, you know, and, and they watch every episode of it. I, it does not appeal to me at all, but mm-hmm. but that's my likes. And you know what you're doing here is you're you're spoofing it. You know this is the Mad Magazine yeah. um, edition of Handmaid's Tale. I, I'd like to think so. I mean that's what I aspire to. I mean you know the election was going on. Let's do something laughing with the whole Trump thing. And it's not even making fun of one viewpoint or another point, just the spectacle of it all. You know, somebody called me the Trump of felt life one day and I'm like, I'm so much worse than that. I mean, you're offend- that, that's offensive. I'm way worse than Trump. And then take a picture of me done up like Donald Trump and laugh my ass at it. And hopefully other people they're they are, they're light enough or have lightened up enough. They can have a laugh at it, but politics, a lot of people never lighten up. Same thing with handmaid's tale. It's a social meme or game of Thrones. We love watching that one. Um, and we're like, you know, what would be the BDSM take on that? You know, what, 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 what could, you know, we don't have to comment on everything or make a statement or a meme out of everything, but you know, there's something rich in that that kind of has a BDSM texture to it, you know, and what would that look like for us as a family to, to spoof or have fun with maybe in a, in a hard edged way on one photo and in a light way on another photo. So, and here again, it all roots back to just being creative together and having a good time together. So. Well, this has certainly been an enlightening talk. You know, I, I have heard your name for years, and I've seen the controversy go around. And I said, I really got to untie this thing a little bit and find out what's going on. <laughs> You're a great guy to talk to, and I've enjoyed the conversation. So, 
in some cases, you know, look at your the stuff that you're posting through the lens of humor and creativity and maybe back it down a little bit on uh, some of the accusatory stuff. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if people would just spend a little bit more time looking into who we all are, listening to each other, um, instead of these snap judgments about everything, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd find our way out of a lot of this mess that's going on. Do a little bit of research, really get to know who somebody is. I mean, we do that when we're picking a partner, right? But in the public conversation, you know, to, to take one picture, I, I will tell you one thing, the, the goat head one you were talking about, there was recently a poster uh, written about how unromantic fat life is. And they actually used that picture as the example. And, you know, I started talking to the guy and I'm like, have you read my poetry? I mean, I'm the biggest sappy. I mean, I'm just, if you came here, you'd, you'd laugh your ass off. I mean, it's the most romantic house. I mean, you're using me as the example of no romance on fat. And by one silly picture we were doing, and it's just like, you know, 10 more minutes and you could have used somebody else. I actually loved it that he used me, used me as the foil on there, but because, you know. Because it's completely opposite. Exactly. With a complete opposite. And anybody with eyes and any sense of smell can take a look and spend five minutes and be like, I'm kind of interested in what this guy's doing and saying, even if I don't like it um, or I don't agree with it still, I, you know. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. It's a little bit challenging. I think I'll come back tomorrow. Great. That's the only reason I'm on there. I mean, I, I, is to make friends, common, open-minded people, connect with them. Hopefully, I, I don't, I'm not too arrogant about this, inspire them if I can, but I've got all the partners in my life I need. I'm not on there looking for you know, a piece of ass or something like that. I want to relate to the more profound people in the community. So the troll part of it is not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's let go of the trolls, my God. Yeah, they can throw their own confidence somewhere. Damon, thank you for so much, man. This has been uh, a lot of fun tonight. And uh, we hope to get an update uh, and see how things are going in a while. I'd love to. Pleasure talking to you, Woody. Thank you. You have been listening to episode 296 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present Just Rob, Leather Leader. <laughs> <laughs>